TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. A drive left field. It's back. Going back. It's off the wall. Arrives a score. Andre Anza coming home. Throw to the plate. Is in time to cut him down. Gonzalez at second with two out. Yeah, they made a perfect relay, and uh, you have to make that call early, uh, earlier than you probably want to have to make that call. But um, Tony made a, a call on it, and obviously we're gonna we're gonna back his uh, his calls and his instincts out there as uh, as our third base coach. And uh, again, they made it they made a perfect relay, and we gave ourselves a chance to win the play, uh, win the game if they don't make that play. The highlight, courtesy of Fox Sports North, then Rocco Baldelli talking about the decision to send the runner there in the bottom of the ninth with one out. The uh, inning would end after that on a Jonathan Scope ground out, and the Twins would lose on a Carlos Santana grand slam in the following inning. This is the Score North first place Twins show. First place Twins show. Live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is 45. I'm Rami Makhlouf, along with Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill. Do we have to talk about the intro to open the show and what changes need, if any, to be made to that? Yeah, let's talk about that real quick. Should I still be mentioning magic numbers when they're tied for first? Should we say it's the Score North first place Twins show? Okay, here's what we're going to do. It is still Bombasota. They're still hitting Bombas. The Twins mm-hmm. don't play tonight. They okay. have an off day before going to Milwaukee. Right. The Indians do play tonight. So for Monday's show, here we record it weekdays at noon, the Score North first place twins show. Today. They're tied in first place. They're they first are place. In first place. I even looked to see if there was like a percentage point difference. And there is. Oh, no. They both have the dead same even. Yeah, dead even. Forty four games to go for both teams, identical records. The season comes down to the final forty four. So we can say one series at a time and all that stuff still applies. Magic number. Uh, let's go with it. <laughs> I don't know. I, like, Manny, hey, what do you say? I Should need we to keep vote the here. magic number in the intro. Uh, right now, since they're tied, I would say no. No magic number. No magic number. Because the Indians could say the same Cause thing. The, huh? Yeah, because the Indians are in first place. The Indians technically, I guess, have a magic number too. So. For Both the first time in first place. Well, yeah. I mean, if there's an Indian show on whatever sports talk there is going on in yeah, Cleveland, they, they, they can do whatever they, they want to. Do, we're not going to stop them. They can, yeah. they can say it's the first place Indian show when the magic number is 45. That's fine. We won't stop you. Somebody asked me if we were going to change this to the first place Indian show, and to that I say, hell no. Well, this Danny Cunningham, resident Indians fan here on the station, is not here today, so we don't have to the appease show. him in any way. Somebody but, asked me on Twitter, and I'm like, no. So the Indians take three out of four, and division now tied seven to three. The final in that one, like I said, on the Carlos Santana Grand Slam, and I I would like to come in here and be real level headed and have some perspective and talk about what a good series and hard fought series it was and blah blah blah. But I the only thing on my mind right now is that call to send the runner in the ninth inning, and and. Likely cost yourself the game and not, not okay. Bad decision. It was a bad decision, and I was watching it when it happened. And it happened, and then the grand slam happened. And as soon as the grand slam happened, I had a movie to catch across the street from my apartment. So I walked out and I didn't really give it much thought after that. I was like, bad decision to send the runner, tough loss, but we move on. They're still tied for first, blah, blah, blah. To wake up this morning. Got done with the movie, went home, took a long, hot shower, had a good dinner. It was a really relaxing Sunday night, Derek Wetmore. To wake up this morning and see Tony Diaz stand by that decision. Now, we heard Rocco Baldelli defend Tony Diaz. I got no problem with that. When you're a manager, you don't throw your guys under the bus. But Tony Diaz has got to own this. He's got to wear this today because that and on Saturday, sending C.J. Crone, who got thrown out by a mile, Terrible calls. Terrible calls by Tony Diaz. And I don't mind you making a mistake, but own the mistake, dude. That's that's where I got a problem. Because for him to say, I thought Adrianza had a really nice read. He was almost at second when the ball went over Naquin's head. And then winning run, pushing the envelope a little bit. Two perfect throws required. And we're going to take a chance every time two perfect throws are required. I'll take that shot any day. Anything deviating from perfection, we win. It's how it goes. Now, I'm a believer 
that if it's going to take two perfect throws, you send the guy. I'm a believer in that. But not in the bottom of the ninth with only one out where almost any contact is going to win that game for you. Following that, almost any contact wins the game for you. You walk out with a division lead, a series split, which you would be happy with to come out of that series with. And on top of that, it didn't even take two perfect throws. And I'm tired of seeing people this morning back him up and say, yeah, it took two perfect throws. It didn't. They made two perfect throws and great read on the ball and grabbing it with the bare hand. They made a perfect relay. But there could have been a bobble somewhere in there, and they Lindor, still would have had him. That's Lind- how far out he was. Lindor was the cutoff guy, right? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yes. Lindor could have bobbled that ball and still nailed Adrianza by four or five feet. I don't know how you wake up. I don't know how I don't know how you go and defend that decision if you're Tony Diaz, dude. Yeah. I don't mind making mistakes, but own it. There is no defending that decision right there. I'm sorry. None whatsoever. None. Zero. Zilch, none. So you say you wanted to wake up and be calm and level-headed. Yeah. And then all you can think about is the throw. And the decision to send the runner that precipitated the throw. I am, I I think it's fair to say this. Correct me if I'm wrong, Manny. Correct me if I'm wrong, Rami. Mm -hmm. I I am fairly level-headed about this stuff. I'm just even-keeled. I... I don't get mad about things very often, unless you're talking about the uh, English Premier League. But like <laughs> baseball stuff and sports in general, I'm just kind of okay. I could see the merits in that. I, I I just I try to play it down the middle. So Rami, I'll play that role today for you, unless you think I'm ill suited for it. But even as a level headed guy, hey, this thing ain't over. Twins still win the division. Forty four games to go, one series at a time. It's pretty hard to sit here and say that Tony Diaz made the right decision to send a Ray Adrianza. And before that, that Rocco Baldelli made the right decision to pinch run Adrianza instead of Jake Cave, a guy who's actually a fast runner. (laughs) So uh, that one stings if you're the Twins. Uh, That comeback was going to come to fruition against one of the better closers, uh, certainly in the division, but uh, maybe across all of baseball in Brad Hand. I'm not saying you had that game won, but you were right there. You were knocking on the door of winning that ball game. I think sending that guy. You had second and third with one out. One out. And for Jonathan Scope, who struggles in close and late situations this year, he hasn't been a good hitter. That's maybe a part of your thought process. You're but thinking at least like, you have two chances. You get Max Kepler after that. You have that. Max Kepler up after that. That's the part that I think. And And we should say, as long as we're giving a very thorough analysis of this, we should say, how hard is that to compute all that stuff in real time in the exact moment? Oh, Scope's up next, and he's not good, so we should send him. Oh, but Kepler, ah! Oh! It's like, no, if you thought about that long, you already lost. Yeah. You you already lost. You had to know going into the play your level of comfort with sending a guy. I, I like the fact that getting a guy thrown out the night before didn't make him gun-shy about it. At the same time, you look at all the factors going into that play. I think if you're a Twins fan, you are justified no, to be, be upset No, be gun-shy. Be gunshot. When you make a decision as bad as he made to send C.J. Crone of all people, I might be able to beat C.J. Crone in a race. To send C.J. Crone Careful here, against Rami. one of the best <laughs> arms in baseball, my speed would surprise you, against one of the best <laughs> arms in baseball on a hard-hit ball to right field that wasn't even that deep? What is he doing? What is he doing in the biggest series of the year? What is he doing? The the vent line is open at 651-646-8255 or tweet us at SKOR North. What is he doing, Derek Wetmore? Impromptu twins vent line. I think it's necessary. Yes. I think there are a lot of people who instead took to Twitter last night and don't at me. That's okay. I I didn't make the decision. I'm just writing about it. I'm talking about it on the radio, on podcasts, on Twitch, on YouTube, yeah, on we're Facebook. By the way, Twitter, Twitter, Periscope. Facebook. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I will talk about it in all those places. Oh, and the uh, Score North mobile app, which is free. free. Free app. I will talk about it. I will write about it. I will assess it. I was there to ask Tony Diaz about it, to ask Rocco Baldelli about it, to talk with Jose Brios after that game, to talk to Taylor Rogers after he served up a Grand Slam, uncharacteristically bad inning for him. I'm there. I'm here for all of this. And yet, I have to put the pillar in the ground that says 
The Twins lost the series. The Indians have caught them. But here's the secret. They are tied with 44 games to go, and you've got a great baseball team in Bomasota. You're well within your rights to still just go and win this division. So by all means, let's melt down. Let's be mad at Tony Diaz for a day. Let's take this off day to just fume about this. And then flush it from the system and go take on the Milwaukee Brewers one series at a time. I'm not, I'm not even mad at him for making a bad call. I'm mad at him for... For standing next, for standing by that call after oh, the fact. Oh, that that could just be uh, window dressing. That could be you got some scratches on the windows. Well, get a nice, uh, get a nice curtain, get some drapes, cover that thing up, and distract the eye from the scuffs on the acrylic. What were we about to say, Manny? I'm well, sorry. no, I was just gonna say the the problem is though. I don't think a lot of people are gonna want to let this go with Tony Diaz, right? Because our guy Patrick Royce, he was talking about that this morning on his his unchained video hit that he did with Judd that your third base coach, and this goes for not just Tony Diaz, but pretty much any third base coach that makes a blunder like that or wave somebody home when he shouldn't have or hold somebody at third when he should have waved them home, people don't let that go. That kind of hangs over the head of any third base coach that makes a mistake like that. Like People do, for whatever reason, they don't know how to let that go. So I think this is going to hang over this weekend. This past weekend is going to hang over Tony Diaz's head, at least with the fans, for a little while. There are exceptions to that, and I know that because I come from a city where there's an exception to that. Their third base coach, Ed Cedar, I think was the third base coach the entirety of my 13 years in Milwaukee. Through like three, oh. four managers, because hmm. he was he was part of the very good team from the 80s. I think he was part of the World Series winning team from the 80s. And he had like people in the front office and blah, 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 who were very fond of him. He was a fan. Like fans would turn on him and then it would be like, ah, it's Eddie. <laughs> it's, old, it's old Eddie Cedar. Ah, so what if, <laughs> so what if he's a windmill over there just waving any and everybody around him? Man? <laughs> it's Eddie, man. The windmill. That's a pretty good. We got to have, at the very least, you guys. So I, I will say, Manny, you're right. They're within the Twins clubhouse, Tony Diaz. Supremely popular guy. Very oh, sure, well yeah. liked. Yeah. Positive, upbeat, always a smile on his face. Even yeah. after yesterday, I was talking to him and I was kind of put the needle to him a little bit. You know, I got to ask the tough questions here. And he was smiling. He's like, oh, you know what? Yeah, we lost, but, you know, I'll live by that decision and all that kind of thing. I think what would help, Rami, you mentioned the windmill. That's not bad. <laughs> we got to get a nickname for Tony Diaz. Well, Royce this morning said, I think he's, he's going to call him Turbo, Turbo Tony. Turbo Tony. Turbo yeah. Tony. <laughs> Because they'll just send anybody yeah, just in any turbo. situation. Just keep going, going, going through. That's pretty good. We got Let's. If somebody's <laughs> calling into Twins Vent Line and has a nickname for it, I'd like to hear it. I'm all ears. It's got to be. It can be in jest. It's fine, but it can't be like mean spirited. We're not about that here. That's not what the score on first place Twins show does. Not too mean spirited. Yeah, it can be. You right. can poke fun. Hey, poke. it's it's little, baseball clubhouse. A little jab, just little, guy stuff. A little jabby jab. That's fine. Be okay with that. I don't even like. I don't know, man. I don't know what should be done about this. If, well, I don't. I know nothing. Probably will, but man, was that too? Well, they should talk about it. That was two really bad decisions in two days in the biggest series of the season. Flew to Milwaukee last night. Crack a bottle of wine. I, that's not a very long flight, so maybe not. Maybe you just have a little like oh, no, airline you, you alcohol. Can, you, <laughs> can do, you can do a bottle of wine. Crack, on a flight o- to crack open your gin or a little Tito's vodka or something. Nah, yeah, you can. Crack a full-size bottle of wine. I suppose if you got a whole coaching staff here to congregate and talk about, hey, cool with the mistake. And Rocco said they never analyze it after the fact. He said that's not fair to do. Uh, I'm going to call BS on that. I think they probably do analyze those things. And not not to turn the screws, not to say, hey, are you sure you're good enough to do this job? No, it's let's learn. Let's let's mm-hmm. assess the facts that went into this and the decision-making process, and ultimately, it's a snap decision. So you can't say, like, well, did you make sure to carry the four and, like, compute that? And did you include that Brad Hand <laughs> as part of your formula? It's like, that's fun to do after the fact. Trust me, I know, because I did it for the Five Thoughts column on scorenorth.com yesterday. But if you're on the Twins coaching staff, if you're Rocco Baldelli, I think what you do... You pat Tony Diaz on the back, you throw your arm around him, you pour him a nice tall glass of Merlot next to yours and say, hey, let's just figure this one out together so that we can get better for it for next time. I think that's the only productive way to treat this, Rami. I, 
Again, is not long enough of a flight to maybe take down the whole bottle. But. I don't even. I don't even know like if, how him owning it would make anything better. It would make me feel better. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just have a problem with the guy making two decisions that bad and doubling down. And doubling down, being like, "Yeah, no, I'd do it again." Would you really? Would you really? Because well, if you would, we'll see. If you would, Rocco Baldelli needs to see you in his office, or we'll Derek Valvey or Thad Levine, or somebody needs. If that. If 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 that's the conversation that he had with Rocco or whoever he answers to about that decision that or those decisions that he made, that he stands by it and he would do that not ten times out of ten, like dude, it's been real. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> if he really believes what he said, what I read, then you have to make a change. I can't yeah. I can't have that guy in the next high stakes situation making those kinds of calls. That's do you think interesting. The, do you think the Crone one on Saturday is easier to forget because they won the game anyway? Yeah. Yeah, but For that sure. was that might have been a worse decision. Yeah, probably. Has he seen Yasiel Puig throw a baseball? I know he. I know he's been in the National League his whole career, but he has to have at some point seen Yasiel Puig throw a baseball. Well, do the Dodgers ever play? Uh, do they ever play his Rockies? I would assume that matchup happened a time or two. Tony, so, uh, or I'm sorry, Rick tweets in. How about Tony Olay? Tony Olay. <laughs> That's got me thinking about something else. Come on, Dorn, get in front of the damn ball. <laughs> Don't give me any of this Olay. <laughs> There's a lot more to get to in that in that four game series over the weekend. It's not all gloom and doom. I don't know if I wasted people's time ranting and raving this first segment, but... Heck no, you speak for 95% of Twins I, fans. I couldn't believe when I read that this morning. I just could not believe it. I do have some I good could news not, you do. that we can do after the break, because, I mean, some doom and gloom, absolutely necessary, but as the pillar of optimism, I do feel like kind of obligated All right. to come with some good news. And again, you're tied after losing three or four to the Indians at home. That's the bad news. The good news... You're tied in first place in the American League Central with a great baseball team and 44 games to go. You're within your rights to go get that done. And on pace to win 97 games. Makes for a fun That's race. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Makes for a fun race. This is a, this is a pretty great spot to be. It just, it, it just doesn't feel like it this right. morning. I'm starting to calm down a little bit. Should we got light that a candle out of, Got something? that out of my system. You said you have some, some positive stuff coming up later yep, in the I show. I just got a text from the twins that uh, will make you smile a little All bit, All right, Rami. cool, cool. And the vent line is open to you if you need to get stuff off your chest at 651-646-8255 or tweet us at SKORNorth. It's the Score North first place twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks, magic number 45. We're back after this on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect your Let's bat around some banter. Twins. Twins. The Score North Twin Show on Score North and scorenorth.com. Sharply hit. And into right field, a base hit. Rosario on third. He's going to score. And Arise delivers again. It's 3-2. Arise. Arise. The highlight courtesy of Fox Sports North. Oh, I forgot the kid's name. I'm sure I know Sam is his dad. I'm sure he'll tweet us in the name. Sam of, Cleveland, yep. I'm sure he'll tweet us in the kid's name. If you were in a bad mood after that first segment, well, first of all, that first segment should have helped out. Rami let a lot of things off his chest. But second of all, you the hear that man with the kid with the, Well done. Well done. It's the Score North First Place Twins Show. Live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks, where the magic number is 45. Rami Makloff, Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill. On the other side of the glass, Judd Zolgad is going to hop in for the uh, second hour of the show. And Derek, you said before the break that you had some good Twins news I do. pop up on your uh, mobile device there. I do. What is that? So Nelson Cruz gets taken out of a game, and we all thought the worst. Right. I mean... I- even as sort of this pillar of optimism, like you, you see a check swing like that. Wrist stuff is always scary for I, a, for a hitter. I don't want to call it non-contact, but you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. Non-contact injury. Yeah. Guy who's had a wrist problem. It cost him at least three weeks earlier in the season, and he's a power hitter. He hits bombas. It's what he does. He needs his wrists. 
Nelson Cruz leaves a game and you're thinking to yourself, oh gosh, what's, uh, oof. Boy, the Twins are going to have a tough putt without that guy. He's been their best hitter and sort of a, an emotional leader, if you want to call it that. Nelson Cruz would have been a big loss, so I've got some good news for you. Nelson Cruz reports to the park on, I believe it was Saturday, Friday, Friday, saying, yeah, honestly, like, I feel fine. I This is... He said there was little or no pain. Yeah, yeah, like, the twins diagnosed him with a ruptured tendon in his left wrist, and from what I understand is, like, maybe that tendon was just causing pain and then finally ruptured on one swing and, like, okay, now it's okay. You hear ruptured tendon and you're thinking, oh boy, that's there's we're running out of calendar here left in the baseball season. What's going to happen? And he went for a second opinion in New York just to make sure, hey, the twins say this is cool. I feel no pain. I could swing a bat today if you needed me to. I'm on the 10-day IL though, so let's just slow down. Let's take our time. Let's get a second opinion. Well, I have the results of that second opinion here in front of me. Uh, twins texted out. Nelson Cruz was examined by Dr. Thomas Graham today in New York. It was determined that there is no damage other than the ruptured tendon in his left wrist, and therefore no surgery is required. He will resume baseball activities tomorrow, Tuesday, and uh, begin his hitting program when he joins the team back up in Milwaukee. That is great news for the Twins. And I don't think it's too little too late by any means. When I think you get that guy back in. When's he eligible to be activated? Oh, he would have gone on on Friday, so give it next Tuesday, I think. Okay. Math checks out in my head. All so right. he's not going to play against the Brewers. Uh, the weekend series, he's out. But early next week, I would not be shocked to see uh, the king of Bombas right back in there in the middle of the Twins. The lineup. mayor of Bomba Soda? Is it fair to call him the mayor of Bomba Soda? He, feel, he feels like the king of Bomba Soda. He's like, mayor's not strong enough. I don't believe in monarchies. I don't believe in monarchies. That's fair. Yeah. And the twins have a fairly, like... This is America. Yeah, a fairly horizontal power structure. Right, exactly. At, in Bomba Soda, the land of 10,000 good rakes. news. To add to your good news, Perfect. Derek Wetmore. Optimism reigns. John Morosi tweets, Twins reliever Sam Dyson, right biceps tendonitis, could be activated as early as Tuesday after throwing a bullpen session Sunday at MLB. At nice. MLB yeah, I can confirm that report. Talked to Sam the other day and says he's feeling good, actually. It's right biceps tendonitis, so shut him down, calm it down, get him right, but... All signs so far, anyways, point to Dyson, who I know you have a sour taste in your mouth about who Sam Dyson is and and what he brings to this Twins team. But make no mistake, before the two bad outings in a Twins uniform, he was a high leverage reliever for the Giants and probably one of the best relievers moved ahead of the trade deadline. So that's a big pickup for the Twins, too. The kid with the arise that's uh, Camden. 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 His dad tweeted him. Camden. Why? Well done, Camden. Yeah, that, you know what, Manny? I'm just feeling in a good mood. That kid deserves a round of applause, too. <laughs> yeah, we'll give him that. Getting in through some tough times. Thanks, Camden. Agreed. Agreed. All right, so I think we, we thoroughly dissected the Tony Diaz decision and post-game comments in the first segment. What else needs to be uh, uh, talked about, covered here in that four-game series with the Cleveland Indians. Well, if opinion, if you Wetmore. don't agree with Rami that we didn't talk about it enough for the first yeah, twenty minutes free. of the show, six five one six four six eight two five five. If you if you want to get it off your chest as well, and if you don't want to call us onto the show, or you listen to the podcast after the fact, or you're watching the stream on Twitter, or YouTube, whatever. Five thoughts column. It's on scorenorth.com. I, I think I went through every angle, and if I miss some, you just you got to let me know at Derek Wetmore or in the comment section there. What else has to be discussed? Uh, you can't go after Taylor a Rogers? game like that How and not are we about talk Taylor Rogers about the high leverage lefty giving up a grand slam in a huge moment for the Twins. That's uh, I mean, I'm not saying like I'm panicked for the future with Taylor Rogers, but that one stings. That's a that's a bad loss. When you factor in heroic comeback, very questionable send him home decision mm-hmm. gets results in a in a dead duck at the plate, and then oh no problem tie game going in the tenth we'll just send our best out there and oof the way that it ended uh, yeah definitely leaves a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths and I think that's fair criticism closer's going to get credit a lot of times when things go really well. And yesterday did not go well for Taylor Rogers. 
And I think you could also question the Twins' decision to use him there. Why do you say that? Two innings the night before, and Taylor Rogers has done that a handful of times this season, coming back from two innings of work and pitching the very next day to some success and some not so much. Part of it's because Dyson's out, so you're losing a high-leverage reliever. Part of it, Sergio Romo, not in that spot. But Taylor Rogers pitching the day after two innings of work, that's... That's tough. That's a challenging place to put any reliever, even for a guy like Rogers, who I think recovers pretty well after performing. I got a couple of numbers that uh, credit to Lavelle E. Neal for bringing up these numbers yesterday uh, or last night. Uh, Taylor Rogers this season uh, has a 7.81 earn run average when when uh, pitching with no rest, and after pitching two innings the day before, it's 13.5. Oof. How do you look at that Credit if you're the Twins and, and keep running him out there in those situations with th- no rest, especially after he threw two innings? Hey, you look at your other options. That's always the answer. I mean, I, I think that's it. I think it's who do we trust more here? Um, Tyler Duffy, who we like, or Tyler, uh, Taylor Rogers working on no rest, whom we love. I think it's easy to second guess. I certainly didn't watch them putting Rodgers into the game yesterday, knowing full well that he had pitched two innings the day before, and talking with Rocco Baldelli before the game about how, yeah, he's probably available. We like the way he recovers. So I had it in my head all along that Taylor Rodgers was going to pitch an inning there. I just, so so I'm saying I, I'm not uh, here to cast stones and second guess them because I didn't first guess them. I thought it was a smart decision. And you compound all of the errors and it didn't work out for the Twins. That's where we're left second guessing here, and that's even with the numbers that Manny just read from Lavelle. That's uh, it's a bad look today, right? To, well, and, <laughs> to have that guy have given up the grand slam that lost it. And the thing too is when Rodgers came in, I mean Duffy had already been used, Ryan Harper had already been used, Trevor May had already been in the game, right? So it I was mean, kind I just of mean one of those situations where. You're mapping it out, have, right? Yeah. You're mapping it out, trying to figure out, okay, here's how deep Rios got. Now, how how many innings do we have to cover? Well, in a perfect world, like you would have just come back in the bottom of the ninth and you wouldn't have had to cover that tenth. Mm-hmm. But when you do, then you start to stretch it. And I think that's that's indicative. That's that's how you know that it wasn't their preference to use Rodgers. Because otherwise, you might even use him for an inning in a, in a 3-1 game, keep it close, keep it two runs, let the Bomba squad go to work in the bottom of the ninth. They didn't do that. They saved him for the 10th when it was a really, really high leverage spot there in extra innings. And not to sound the panic alarm on on Taylor Rogers by any means, but for a guy who is automatic for the first, I don't know, four months of the season, this is now the third time in just over three weeks that in high leverage situations against good baseball teams, he's let you down. You had Oakland and, uh, and the Yankees just a couple weeks ago, three nights apart. He blew saves in those series. And then last night against Cleveland, and again, I'm not sounding the panic alarm. Don't hit the panic alarm, Manny, when it comes to, to Taylor Rogers. But I was the one saying early in the season when Taylor Rogers was getting a heavy workload because you didn't really trust mm-hmm. that many other guys down in that bullpen that you should have made a move back then to lighten the load on him because carrying that load then was going to show itself later in the year. And I'm not saying we are seeing that now, but. It's certainly possible that we're seeing that now with in three weeks, or excuse me, in, in yeah, in just about three weeks, you have three blown saves in high leverage situations in games you would have really liked to win. And that's why it hurts not having Sam Dyson right now at the top of his game. Big time. Because that's another arm that you could have used at some point in this game. Maybe not necessarily in Roger's spot, although maybe possibly, but you know, you you just the bet the more bullpen reliable bullpen arms you have the less strain that you're going to put on your best guy and your number one guy yep and that's you know you fast forward now from that point maybe a few weeks ago to now now this is the situation that they're in let's get in a call here 651-646-8255 if you want to hop on the twins vent line let's get in jd in minneapolis here on score north what's up jd hey guys uh i I love Rocco. He's been doing a great job. But I think he we need to give him uh, some flack for his bullpen management. I think, you know, it's common that when we're down, we feel like our offense is never really out of it. 
and yet he keeps running relievers out there a little bit longer than they should. And I recognize that he hasn't been dealt the best open to work with, but I'm I'm not great. I, I don't feel great about Rocco's bullpen management so far three-fourths of the way into the season. I'll hang up and hear your thoughts. Yeah, thanks. man. J.D., thanks for the call. I will say that Rocco is a guy who trusts his staffers a lot. So I think if we're going to put blame... We almost have to spread it around because I do think bullpen management is one of those situations where the Twins just sort of disperse the decision. It's it's not all on Wes Johnson to figure that out. It's not all on Rocco Baldelli. Uh, Jeremy Hefner should have a voice in that room. Heck, would you be shocked if Thad Levine, if Derek Falvey and some analysts had a hand in that? Like, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the decision went down that far. So... I don't disagree with you. Like, I thought the other day when the Twins pulled it within one run and you throw Trevor May out there and he gives up a home run on the fastball to make it two runs late in the game, that was kind of a crusher. Like, that's a high-leverage spot. So, I think in general they've done really, really well. I'll just say that. But, yeah, there are also spots that they leave themselves open for criticism if it doesn't work out. And they know that. But I don't think JD's off in in saying that, that it's it, it hasn't been perfect at all times. And like you, you answered the question to me earlier when I, I said, you know, why, why do you go to Taylor Rogers there? Or the the answer always is, what are your other options? You know what I mean? That's that's all because you do have to consider that. Yeah, Rocco looks bad when he throws. You know, when Manny gives those numbers about how Taylor Rogers has performed with no rest, especially after two days, you go, well, what is he thinking? And your answer is, what better options did he have? Especially at that point in the game when he had already already burned a few arms. You do have to consider that when you criticize Rocco or whoever else is involved in the process of deciding which arm is coming out of that bullpen next. What good options do they have in some situations? Yep. And the other part of this, too, is this goes back to, I think this goes back to starting pitching, too. Now, Barrios gave them six innings yesterday, and okay, that's that's fine. It's typically what you... That's typically like at the the low bar in, ter- in terms of what you're hoping to get out of your starter on a you know every fifth day. But when you add up weeks and weeks and weeks of your starters not being able to give you six enough times, you're having to go into your bullpen more often, and that stuff adds up over the course of a season. When you, the more you have to use your bullpen. The more you have to use your best guys in high leverage situations, then you probably probably should have to. It adds up, and now here we are with Taylor Rogers wondering if if he is even going to really make it through the season and be as effective as he was early on. I'm I'm not sure. So last night or yesterday afternoon, they use Barrios for six, and then Tyler Duffy comes in and gets two big outs, and then mm-hmm. Ryan Harper comes in and gets two big outs, and then Trevor May pitched an inning in two-thirds scoreless baseball to get the Twins to the spot where they were down. Was it two runs going into the bottom of the ninth? And the Bomba Squad did what the Bomba Squad does. They came back. There's the ill-fated send decision that we've spent a lot of time talking about today in written and spoken word, certainly on social media. And then you've you've got a spot where you're like, okay, well, this is a high leverage inning here. The game is tied. We mm-hmm. want to win this game. I know there are 44 games after this one, but we want this one. Dang it, it's a big one. You go to Taylor Rogers in that spot. Um, Sergio Romo. I mean, I think ought to have still been available there, but I just listed most of the Twins bullpen. Mm-hmm. Okay, your other options, I guess, Randy Dobnak, who threw a million pitches the other day, and. <laughs> Cody Stashak, who then came in after uh, to clean up Taylor Rogers' mess in the 10th after it was a four-run game. And what happens if you put Stashak in that game, in that situation that you put Rogers into, and he gives up the grand slam to Santana? Oh, you're never forgiven. Then it's like, well, why the hell do you have that <laughs> Oh, you're never forgiven. So it is, it's a tough spot. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I don't get too caught up in this, but here's a number that might concern you guys. Rami, you've been harping on this. Uh, Taylor Rogers is overworked since, mm-hmm. oh, I think like April 14th. Something like that, yeah. It was right around the time you decided to cut the brakes and that the Twins were winning this division, but then you were like, eh, my only, my only thing, my only cause, literally well, the no, only I thing. Was, I was saying that for October. Right, I know. Remember when I was saying it, I was saying I'm trying to get this team prepared and running at a at, at, at premium level by October. You 
had realistically only one concern all year long, and that it's Taylor Rogers was going to be leaned on too heavily. And I got some numbers for you. Since the beginning of July, Taylor Rogers, 14 appearances. He's gone multiple innings a couple of times or the four out save situation. So that's that's actually 17 innings, 17 and a third innings in his 14 outings. ERA, do you want, I, do you want to guess or should I just tell you? I don't get yeah. guess, guess, tell me. Guessing games are just that tell fun. me. Well, the Grand Slam yesterday probably inflated it a little bit. It definitely that will do it. bad things. It yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> across 17 innings. Um, but keep in mind, I think one of those and whatever. I don't know if one of those was unearned or not. Doesn't matter. Uh, all four, all four runs yesterday were earned. Okay, the ERA since the beginning of July for Taylor Rogers again. ERA, take it for what it's worth. And relievers who throw one in any time, four point one five ERA in that time. So yeah. that kind of supports Rami's theory that, like, I don't know that he's necessarily wearing down or anything. Because if you do take out that grand slam, the ERA goes down to two point one two. So that's mm-hmm. like you're still yeah. great reliever ERA, and it's going to take him a while to get the season ERA back down after giving up a four spot with Carlos Santana's Grand Slam. But I still wonder if there's a conversation to be had here of like the only guy they trust in high leverage spots there is Taylor Rogers. Is that going to be a bad recipe the rest of the way in for and October? He's possibly wearing down. Maybe, although the Twins have been very. Um, I, vocals may be the wrong word because the Twins try to keep kind of everything under wraps, but they are also very cognizant of that fact, workload and management and, hey, can we get this guy off his feet for a couple of days in a row? Can we give Jorge Polanco a day here so that he feels better? Rest and recovery. It's the, This is the rest and recovery era. The one spot that you don't have a lot of wiggle room there, I would say, is the bullpen. Here's so, the question. So the Twins are very mindful of that. It still doesn't mean they've gotten it right. Here's the question, though. They got a day off today. They're in Milwaukee tomorrow for for two. Yeah. For tomorrow and Wednesday. If they're in a tight spot tomorrow, do you use them? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't hesitate. Even with a day off? You almost probably almost have to, Depending, right? I mean, he's definitely available if I'm Rocco Baldelli. I'm penciling in Taylor Rogers for an inning, and I'm penciling in Sergio Roma for an inning. And so here's the other factor, boys. I gave you some good news to start the segment. Mm-hmm. Just in the essence of balance here. The Twins also told us yesterday that Martin Perez will be starting game one against the Brewers. Kyle Gibson game two. So yeah, we need to talk about I'm that. obviously penciling in Taylor Rogers for an inning and Sergio <laughs> yeah. Romo for an inning. It's all hands if on If I deck. can get somebody else it's in there for the seventh and the sixth, sure. right. it's, that's going to be a factor for the Twins here for sure. Another factor, um, as Morosi reported, I believe Sam Dyson is eligible early this week. So I, I I mean I don't know if he's available for the first game in Milwaukee. We'll have to see how the Twins handle their roster and truthfully what the timeline is for getting Sam Dyson back in there. But there's another high leverage reliever you put back into the mix. In fact, not too sure he doesn't get that tenth inning if he's healthy yesterday. I have some good news for you too. If you believe in in good mojo, oh good. Do you believe in good mojo? Um, I guess I don't mojo, know mojo that it can be good and bad. That's right. You yes. believe in Mojo as an entity. That's right. Okay. I, uh, yes. yes. Uh, my guy Bart Winkler from the fan down in Milwaukee became a dad this morning oh, for yeah. his first baby. Congratulations. I think that's worthy of a round of applause. Yeah. But I'm not just mentioning it just to mention it. It has ramifications. If you believe in Mojo, guess what he named his baby? <sighs> um, okay, how many guesses do we get? Just Manny, take one. We, we got to team up on one. this. It's twins related. It's Nelson. Is it? It is not. No, it's not. It is not. Baby's name. I'll just give it to you. Bart Jr. Luis Arise Winkler. Rocco. He named named his kid Rocco. Rockstar. Yeah. All right. He gave me a few options when I was down there visiting. I said, go with Rocco, dude. Congratulations. I feel like that'll give some good mojo to the twins. Congratulations, Winkler family. That's very cool. Love that, dude. He's going to be a great dad. Congrats, Bart. And thanks for the good mojo for the twins. It's the Score North. First place, Twins Show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. Magic number is 45. Want to talk about what Jake Odorizzi said. He wants, he's trying to calm everybody down in Twins Nation. We'll do that right after this on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. The Score North Twin Show. Have you guys ever wondered what it's like to be a twin? On Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, it's 1246 and time for a Score North download. I'm Manny Hill. And uh, after the Twins uh, lost three out of four to the Cleveland Indians over the weekend, everything is all square at 
the top of the American League Central. Both teams 71 and 47 with 44 games to play. And uh, they're going to play each other six more times uh, the rest of this season. So it should be a fun race. And uh, Jake Odorizzi, who had a pretty solid start on Saturday, uh, which his performance led the Twins to taking a uh, brief one-game lead over the Indians after they beat Cleveland 4-1. to uh, He had this to say, and we're going to get into this in the uh this uh, coming segment here on the Score North Twin Show. I think for the city in general, that's kind of in panic mode right now. Everything's going to be fine, and that's how we take it in here. So, you know, there's a lot of talk of, oh, you know, the lead is what it is. We lost it. We also started the year off. We were both even with, you know, Cleveland, and we got to a point where we were up. So it's the same as opening day all over again. You know, we got there one time. Might as well continue to do it again. Well, the Cleveland Indians, they're going to host the Boston Red Sox uh, tonight with a chance to take a half-game lead on the uh, American League Central. And uh, the Twins, of course, start a two-game set with the Milwaukee Brewers tomorrow as we return to the Score North tied for first place twin show. Now nah, that's too long. Let's just say it's the Score North first place <laughs> twin show. Live from Bomba Soda, the land of 10,000 rakes. Magic number is 45. Rami Makloff, Derek Wetmore, you just heard Manny Hill on the other side of the glass with the Score North download. Judd Zolgad will join us coming up for the 1 o'clock hour. That's right, two hours of Twins Talk for you here day after that big four-game series with the Indians. Before we get into the Jake Odorizzi comments, Derek, you were saying that you wanted to uh, read some optimism from the fans before oh. we get to the optimism for them from the players. Yeah, just because I got one thousand and sixty nine tweets yesterday that were negative, <laughs> so I did get a few that were positive, and I wanted to shout those out. I was gonna wait until Judd was in the studio so that he oh, could you, laugh at me, but okay, you can save him for <laughs> no, Judd. no, no. It's cool. I think the audience could use it. And okay. then it, Judd, if he, if Judd wants to be cynical next hour, hi Judd, you can. Uh, <laughs> If, sit in this chair if right Judd next wants to be cynical. to us. Oh, he I will actually, be cynical. No, I actually don't know how he's going to handle this because we we changed notes, traded notes after the game, and um, I don't know. Like, I, I'm sure he was smiling ear to ear hearing Rami's meltdown in the first segment about how Tony Diaz uh, not only screwed up, but then also screwed up again in owning that screw up. No, not owning it. By standing, That's what I mean. By That's standing what I mean. by like, it. Like, by saying I'd do it again. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, give me that spot again tonight and I'll do it again. That's, Dude, if you drive into a tree, don't say I'd do it again. You messed up. Trust the airbags and the seatbelts. Sorry. What you were saying? I just don't know how he's going to handle that. <laughs> I think he was smiling hearing that. And I know he's going to have some thoughts to get off his chest because we talked about it. But I also am kind of like curious to see where he's at with... 44 games to go, dead even at the top of the American League Central. It's your division to go win if you want it. What are you going to do, Twins? I'm kind of curious to see how he reacts to that. So, okay. I don't know that he'll be cynical. I don't know We'll that. see. We'll see. We will see. Uh, some folks that were not cynical last night. I got him on Twitter, at uh, SEC432. That's Sam Cleveland. said, I'm not worried, man. This team is back to the same spot it was on opening day with an easier schedule on paper. Uh, this team is still 24 games over 500 and going to crush the home run record. I'm going to sit back and enjoy this team with a little more scoreboard watching. Yeah, that's hashtag optimism reigns. I like it. Danny tweets the show. Easy for Not at Twins him, fans. Right? Different Danny. Okay. He's got a Twins avatar. Minnie and Paul shaking hands over right. the Mississippi River. I, I don't think that's Danny Cunningham. Good. All right. Easy for at Twins fans to give in to pessimism, says Danny. I am going to take the position that this little stretch will be the, quote, adversity Twins players refer to when hoisting the World Series trophy in October. Hashtag optimism reigns. CC Derek Webmore. <laughs> Just smart. To... And teams do go through adversity. Uh, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but Phil Mackey, and you can hear him, Mackey and Judd with Rami every weekday, 4 o'clock here on Score North and the Score North mobile app. He, he pulled up some stretches of schedule from... World Series teams of these last few years, the Cubs, the Astros, who went through what what the Twins are going through right now. Derek, you had this in in an email for our, our show prep notes this this morning. That's right, we prep, we take notes for this stuff sometimes. Uh, twins were forty and eighteen to start the season. Since then, they're thirty one and twenty nine. The Indians were twenty nine and thirty to start the season. Since then, they are forty two and seventeen, which has us here <laughs> at a dead heat for that. for the AL Central mm-hmm. lead, but. Just focusing on the Twins for a second, we'll get to the Indians, and Jake Odorizzi talked about the pace, ridiculous pace that the Indians are on in in his quotes, but 
the Astros, the Cubs, the Royals, some recent Royal World Series champions have gone through stretches of schedule as bad, if not worse, than what the Twins have been since that hot start. That's why a 162-game schedule is the ultimate sample size in the world of American sports. You don't get this in other sports, and there's a reason for that. It's, the cream will rise to the top. It's a shocking t- uh, turnaround. Right. It is. And those numbers do put it in perspective, I think, pretty well. In June 2nd, the Twins are 40 and 18. It's a great local ball club. And just running away with the division. Running away and hiding with the American League Central. And since that time, the Indians are playing better than 700 baseball. Yeah. What? Right. Meanwhile, the Twins are playing basically 500. A couple games over 500, but basically 500 for two months. How in the world? <laughs> like, How could you have possibly seen that coming? It's a remarkable turn of fortunes. And I'm just going to be fascinated to see how it ends up. I, I do have one more positive tweet. I think it's Optimistic positive. tweet. Hashtag optimism reigns. It's in the section. I don't know. It might be down like on the on the bottom shelf or like the discount aisle of the optimism reigns store. But Kyle tweets into the show. OG Kyle. Last year on this date, Cleveland had 65 wins and was 11 games up. This year, Cleveland has 71 wins and is tied with the Twins. So both clubs are on pace for 97 wins. Um, and that's only happened five times in the last 25 years. He says, just an interesting perspective. I mean, I think that's kind of optimism reigns. It's more down the middle. Like I said, maybe bottom shelf optimism reigns, right. but it's DVD right. bargain bin. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. right. Paid $2 for that uh, like Spy the, Kids the movie. The jingle all the way. That's the, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Two pretty good pulls. Nice. Yeah. The, uh, the statement is still true, though, and I think a better perspective than saying, hey, the walls are caving in. Rome is burning and it's over. We might as well not watch the rest of the season. It's like, nah, man. Twins still on pace for 97 wins. The Indians are a great team. You've got 26 games against the bottom feeders in the American League Central. And what is it? Seven more? No, six more maybe against Mm -hmm. the Cleveland Indians themselves. Six more, yeah. That's going to be all kinds of fascinating, super fun race the rest of the way, especially if you get Nelson Cruz back, Sam Dyson back, and someday uh, the rumor... Of Byron Buxton, the legend. Do we have any timeline? I haven't heard anything. Nothing? No, it's not It's not imminent. But if he comes back, let's say in September, for example, wow, this, this could be a really fun, exciting, interesting race, and the Twins could win a lot of ball games the rest of the day. Let's see where they stack up. And if you don't believe Derek and I in our optimism, listen to Jake Odorizzi. You heard some of the comments there in the Score North download with Manny. Here's a little more of what... The uh, Twins winning pitcher on Saturday had to say. He says, it's natural. I'm pretty new to Minnesota, but I know there's been some tough years in multiple sports. I feel like that. I feel like I said that a number of times since coming here. Uh, and it's just, and it just kind of carries over to this, said Odorizzi. It's not our control. We're not fans. We've got to go out and do our jobs, but it's easy to find panic. But there's no panic in here. We know what type of team we are. At some point, the Indians are going to slow down and not win at an 800 clip or whatever they've been doing. We've got to weather the storm and hopefully go back up. I just want to go out, do my part to stop the bleeding and move forward. Let Jose Barrios do his thing tomorrow. That was Jake Odorizzi after the win Saturday, the only win in the four-game series. Are you okay? So we just talked about the optimism as far as the Twins go. We we still believe this is a very good baseball team. They should get healthier. They have a pretty weak, the weakest schedule in Major League Baseball the remainder of the season. The flip side of that, though, is the Indians. And Jake Odorizzi says in there, we know that we know what type of team we are. At some point, the Indians are going to slow down and not win at an eight hundred clip. That's the. Are you are you as confident as Jake Odorizzi is? That at some point the Indians are are going to cool off? Or are you starting to wonder if this team is just that good? Well, he's right. They're not going to win it at 800 clip. But the math is wrong because they've been winning at like a 710 clip. And that's pretty dang good. Don't be that guy. <laughs> no, that's it was my understanding. That exactly. There would be no math. Twitter well, is well, full of well, well actually, actually guys. Jake, they haven't been winning at an 800 <laughs> clip. It's been 710. Hmm. <laughs> Don't be that, dude. I walked right into that. <laughs> Too much well, actually, in my life lately. Here's my question, though. That's Here's good. my counter question. Okay, the Indians, sure, the Indians will cool off, but will they cool off enough 
combined with the twins heating up enough? Well, yeah, that's the question. Like, and that's why we're going to watch the games. That's why it's one series at a time. That's why if you're the twins, I actually think that's not the question. That's the question for us Mm -hmm. sitting in the TCL studios doing the score North first place twin show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. But if I'm the twins, man, I think every ounce of energy wasted thinking about the Cleveland Indians and what they're going to do. I think that's just that it's wasted energy. Just win as many games as you can. Spend time figuring out how to win tonight's ball game and then do it again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's what you should be focusing on. Not is Aaron Savale going to continue to be one of the best, like best kept secrets in the American League, a starting pitcher who's cruising to game one of an ALDS. I'm getting like, sick and tired of them just pulling starting pitchers out of. You <laughs> never heard where. of this guy. Right. Okay, he's starting game two. Corey Kluge's going to be back. Okay, he's starting game one. Never heard of this guy. All right, he's starting game three. Like, it is, I mean, Aaron Savale, Plutko, Plesak. They have got names that aren't household names that have been a big influence on them winning a bunch of games. I know Corey Kluber is inching towards a return. He'll be back at some point in an Indians uniform. But if I'm, yeah, if I'm Jake Odorizzi, what do I care about Corey Kluber and what right. he's doing right now and his rehab trail? If he comes back, he comes back. That's great. And he's part of the math. And if I got to face him someday, that's great. I should be confident that I'm able to outpitch him going up against that Cleveland Indians lineup. Not worried about are they going to keep winning at an 800 clip. I actually think Jake Odorizzi has the right mentality here. Focus on yourself. Don't look outside your walls. How can you, one, get healthy, two, perform better in these clutch spots, and three, just get back to winning ball games two out of every three nights, and you're good. The rest of it doesn't matter. You can't do anything about what the Indians do, save for those six games that you have left against those guys. You, you said they have, what, 44 games left? 44 for each of them. The the, the try plays tonight, but uh, Twins are off and go to Milwaukee tomorrow. And you said win two out of every three. So you think if they go 30 and 14 down the stretch here, that's enough to win the division? Should be, but I don't know. We can't, we can't know that until we see wins. what Cleveland does. Yeah, that's that's the number I have circled in my head right now. Go win 100 games. Go win 100 games, and then if you're the first wildcard team, oh well. You, you know, know you chalk it up to a historic season. I, I, I said this. I don't want nothing to do with the wildcard I said game, this though. a number of wow. times. Flipping coins. I said this a number yeah. of times during my, my time in Milwaukee during some tight races like this where you had two or three teams playing really well and people never wanted to hear it. If your baseball teams win ninety five, if your baseball team wins ninety five to one hundred games, even if you don't end up in the playoffs, you you just chalk it up to there was somebody out there that much better. But your team had a very good season, and everybody basically did their job. I think if you win hundred games, it won't come down to that. Just there wrong won't place, be moral wrong victories. time. Right? You would hope not, but if it does, wrong place, wrong time, dude. You, you had a really good season and a very good team. Yeah, I'm not interested in moral victories. Our number two of the Score North first place twins show, Judd Zolgad jogging in from the bullpen as we speak on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app right after this.